0: you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Welcome to Entrefied. Got some great stuff here for you. Going to be talking about money, which is always awesome to talk about and a little bit of simple math i mean honestly the only math i've used since i graduated high school and college is it's really one type of math it's and that's all you need to really become i mean i call it millionaire math i mean it's super simple you don't need anything but this kind of math to become a millionaire i mean it's really simple and we'll kind of dive into that a little later from now because it's really powerful really powerful Um, and and somebody like warren buffett you know total total example of how it can work in your favor so you know before i dive into that what is entrophied what are we talking about well you know really we hit on a couple things really big and and number one that's you know your mind so you're hitting on your your mind and your your ability to lead your ability to think your ability to grow as a person because you got to take care of yourself first you can't run a massive business or you know, do a million dollars in sales a year. If you're not right, you know, in in your personal uh, development space, you know, you can't just lay around and and lay on the couch all day and watch movies. I mean, you gotta you gotta have the right mindset. And if you think money is scarce and that you're never gonna get it, well, you're you're probably not. So that that's step number one that we help you guys get to the next step with is is mindset and and your ability to really think differently to separate yourself from the average person because the average person thinks that, um, you know, everything is against them and nobody cares. And so at Entrified, we're here to help you to overcome that and, uh, you know, think with a positive mindset that will get you to where you need to go. And next thing, you know, we talk about business and investing. And, you know, that's my favorite topic is, is investing. You know, business, I like business, but I'm not the, not the greatest business person. I love investing. That is my forte. That is what I invest most of my time in, is investing. And I'm going to be diving into that today and how you can use that in your business, your life, and your finances to really exceed. So let's go ahead and dive in. Today I'm going to talk about three key points to making ridiculous amounts of money. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Number one, profit margin. Number two, scale. And number three, cash flow. These three things are very powerful steps to getting you to have a massive amount of money. I mean, who wouldn't want that, you know? That that's, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, money doesn't make happiness." But, you know what? I don't I don't see people that are, you know, disappointed with having, you know, whatever resources they need. I would much rather have money than, you know, have not. So, the purpose of today is help you guys to do that. You know, I, a lot of people say Well, you know, I'm making four grand a month, but I don't, don't, you know, I'm spending four grand. I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's going. And I'm going to kind of break that down here for you. So number one, profit margin. So this is a pretty big one. And this is kind of what I'm talking about whenever you're, I'll use it in a business setting. So, you know, I once had a furniture business and in that furniture business, I was making about 15% profit margin, you know, sometimes 10 and that's pretty average. You know, low is 5%. Uh, average is 10%. And 20, that's really great. You know, you're doing pretty good. Anything above 20, I mean, that's amazing. And, you know, a lot of software companies do do that because you don't have a hard, you know, product. So, you're not spending a lot of overhead on making stuff, moving it. And, you know, furniture, it's a pretty expensive business because shipping. You know, if, if you can remove the weight and the expensiveness that comes with shipping a freaking bed... Uh, yeah that'd be great that would really solve a lot of problems but until that happens uh, it's really expensive to deal in the furniture space because of shipping i mean you're moving a 100 pound item across the u.s uh ups is not going to charge lightly for that i mean it's going to be a hundred or two dollars a hundred or two hundred dollars just to move that that furniture from one state to another and that can be really expensive and it's a lot of profits so if i have a bed. And I'm charging three hundred dollars, or I'm sorry, if, if three hundred dollars is the wholesale price, I purchase it at three hundred dollars, and then I turn around and sell it for six hundred. That's fifty percent. Um, I'm sorry, that's a hundred percent profit margin because you know three and six. You spend three hundred, you make six. But then here's the issue with that hundred percent markup. Um, there's a lot of things that are going to eat into your profits. So number one. You're probably going to pay a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars in shipping, so that's gonna crush your 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 income and you know I just realized I chose a really difficult number to illustrate. Let's go with five hundred dollars that's a lot easier math wise so I have a five hundred dollar bed I purchase, and i'm gonna sell it for a thousand dollars okay so that's five hundred dollar profit right okay, so now it's gonna be you know let's say i don't know two hundred dollars to ship it so that puts me at seven hundred dollars spent and so there's 300 left that's a 30 percent profit margin which is really good and then you got to factor in advertising you know how how much did it cost to get that bed uh to get that sale so let's say i don't know um i don't know 100 bucks we'll say you spent a hundred dollars to get that sale and uh now you're at eight hundred dollars, so now you got two hundred dollars in profit, so twenty percent profit margin, and you know that's pretty good. So every ten thousand dollars of product that you sell, you're going to expect to make two thousand in cash flow. So your profit margin is twenty percent, and so that's kind of how profit margin works. Is anytime you sell something, you know, going in the positive space, you want to mark it up to where. You know, the the excess is absorbing those blows of the fees. And I'm sure I'm missing some numbers. You know, I'm sure I'm missing, you know, random things like the cost of, I don't know, the web platform and all that, et cetera, et cetera. It's really not 20%. It's probably like maybe 15 because you got to calculate, you know, a bunch of other variables. But, you know, just for simplicity's sake, the, the 20% profit margin that you're making, that $2,000 of every ten thousand dollars that you sell it's, it's you know it's pretty good because you sell a million dollars um in inventory and, and furniture then you're going to make two hundred thousand in positive cash and that's really good honestly for anybody that can you know move that much it's really good returns and uh that's yeah that that's kind of how the power percentages works and that's just one setting that is that is in the profit margin realm. That is where, you know, let's say, for example, my cousin, he, he had bought a PlayStation for $20 from somebody. He sold it to me for $80, and that's like, a, I don't know, freaking 300% return on his investment. So 20 turned it into $80, and, that, I mean, it's an amazing profit margin. Now, the trick is getting that consistently because I'm sure you, you definitely want... But whenever you sell anything, just keep that in mind. So if you're selling something and you're trying to make you know, profit off it, just keep that in mind. Next thing is scale. So alluding back to the power percentages, uh, pro- proving percentages um, are vastly more powerful than flat numbers. You know, so if you show somebody your portfolio of, I don't know, $10,000 in the stock market and you're up, I don't know, 30% on the year. So last year I believe the SPY S&P 500 ended I think up 22%. So if you beat the market by 8%, that's pretty good. So let's say you do that for 5 years. Let's say you beat the market for 5 years by 8 to 10%, which is pretty good. So but you've only been doing it with $10,000. So you've been making 30% a year with 10 grand, which is good. So now my theory, I'm saying as far as scale is Whenever you scale up, you go from 10,000 to 100,000, as long as you apply the same principles and same ways, you should be able to replicate what you did with 10,000 with 100,000. I mean, you may have to change some things around. You know, you may have to move some things, you may have to change a few things here and there. But if if you're if you truly have a great strategy, a great way of playing, the amount shouldn't affect you it shouldn't affect you. So if I go from 10,000 to 100,000 to a million, if you're able to make, you know, amazing returns with 100 grand, you should be able to replicate it with a million. And that is the that is the hardest part is to to be able to do that. But the point of scale is saying, okay, I have the potential to make I don't know, 30% a year with my 10 grand. How do I scale? Should I take on margin? You know, should I take on anything else? And that, those are questions you've got to ask because at that point, you should feel pretty confident. You should feel pretty comfortable. So then maybe you take on 10% margin to make your buying power increase, you know. And that's extra $1,000 in credit, which is margin. And so then you can use that to increase your gains. So scale is a really powerful thing. And the last thing is cash flow. So cash flow is very important, and we talked about it in the first step, which is you made a million dollars, oh, you got 200000 in cash flow, that's what you pocket, and that's a very important thing to, to realize and to think about is cash flow. In fact, I think cash flow is the number one most important thing um, in the financial world, this is the number one most important piece of advice, of, of investing, of anything, is, is managing cash flow um you know robert kiyosaki says the author of rich dad porta he says it's not about how much you make it's about how much you keep and i really you know that's always stuck with me it's always stuck with me that saying because it's so powerful so let me illustrate for you guys an, an example so we have two guys uh... we'll say chuck and larry so chuck he makes ten thousand dollars a month this guy's killing you know he's Making ten grand, he's got a, he's got a, you know, Corvette. He's got a massive three-story house. He's got a brand new boat. I mean, he's just killing it out there. He's making, you know, so much money. He's the director of, I don't know, sales at Dell. I mean, guy's just killing it, making so much bank. Dude is just, you know, living living the life. All his kids have, you know, brand new cars. Uh, his wife drives a Porsche. I mean, he's totally got it made. And he's making ten grand a month. But guess what? He's spending eleven grand a month to pay all this stuff off. So he's actually losing a thousand dollars a month. And and if he ever loses that job, he's gonna lose absolutely everything. You know, he's basically playing Jenga with himself. Because as soon as he pulls a brick out from under, you know, a specific area, a lot of that's gonna come crashing down and he's gonna lose a, a lot of it. So number two. Uh, that was Chuck. So now you got Larry. So Larry, you know, Larry's just a normal guy. He lives in an apartment. Got a got a regular, you know, Ford 2000. I don't know, 13, seven years old. You know, he's driving around. Uh, you know, Dresses normal. His wife has a Toyota Camry from 2010. You know, just normal people. And he makes three grand a month, uh, but he only spends two grand a month. So he's pocketing a thousand dollars, so you have Chuck who's making ten grand, but he's losing a thousand dollars a month, and then you have Larry who's making three grand, but he's pocketing a thousand every month. Who do you think actually has more money in the in 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 the long run at the end of the game? I mean obviously it's going to be Larry, so Chuck makes the appearance he looks like he has more money than um Larry because he has Porsche's and Brand new cars, brand new house. But the reality is, is all that stuff is hollow, it's fake. And it's like I said, it could all come crashing down as soon as there's a pandemic or anything like this COVID nineteen. It could wipe out that guy so easily because he's he's built his house on straw. I mean it is nothing. Because a lot of stuff I just named off like cars, like a Porsche, a Corvette, whatever, all those things are depreciating assets they're all going down in value and that's what chuck's investing in is depreciating assets that are losing value every day cars how and the houses you could say oh that's an asset but it's really not if you're paying the rent on your house it's a liability it's not an asset now somebody's paying you to rent out a house you own that is then an asset so look at it like this: an asset is something that puts money into your pocket. A liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. So, Chuck is investing a hundred percent into liabilities, and they're draining him dry. He's, you know, making ten grand a month, losing eleven grand a month, and there's no way he's going to come back from this the way he's going. And the trajectory of the way he's going is just further and further into debt, and it's not looking good for for Chuck at all. Even though it appears like he has everything together on the outside, whereas Larry, he's making, you know, a, a modest sum, but he's saving it and he's investing it in different things such as you know cars or I'm sorry, not cars. <laughs> he's investing in different things such as stocks, uh, businesses, and he's making a return on his investment. So I hope that helps for you guys today. I hope I didn't overcomplicate that. But we talked about profit margin, scale, and cash flow. And those are three very important things you guys need to learn, need to remember, and you need to use them. Especially cash flow. Keep your cash flow positive. Every month, make sure you're making and keeping more than you're spending. Make sure you're keeping more than you're spending. That is the most important thing you could ever learn. And make sure you know where it's going. Give your money a job. We'll talk about that next time. We'll go more into giving your money a job and who the best worker is in the world. We'll talk about that next time, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Have a great day. I know it's a lot to take in. I know I'm not the best (laughs) at explaining it sometimes, but hope you enjoy the show and have a great day. Are you feeling entrafied yet? We hope so. For more information and news updates, check us out at www.Entrefy.com or contact Patrick directly on Facebook.com slash PatrickHughes9000.